Today is July 11th, 2018, and I just finished watching Big Brother. I'm not going to spoil anything for those of you who have not watched it, but I will say that there was um, a good uh, strategic move made, let's say. Um, And I took notes during the whole episode because on Sunday night, I'm going to be joining Big Fatty and Adam, the Geeky Gay, on their new podcast called One... Wait, what's it called? But First... But First on Big Brother. Oh, and they've already got it posted the first um, show. Um, Last week on... Well, last Sunday, I should say, three days ago... Uh, They announced on Twitter that they were starting this new little show called But First Podcast, a Big Brother recap show, and it was going to be live on Pride 48. So I um, tuned in and listened to their show and commented in the comment section. And then um, later in the during the show in the in the uh, chat room, I suggested that I should be a, a guest on their show. Well, today, Big Fatty texted me and asked me if I would be a, a guest on Sunday, sh- this coming Sunday show. And I said, absolutely, I will totally do that. And so t- tonight while I was watching the show, I was taking all these notes about, you know, who said what and the uh, veto competition and all these different things so that I'm, I'm ready to discuss this on Sunday when we record the podcast. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I wouldn't even mind um, as much as I can join their show permanently, but um, I know I have a couple um, dates in the future that I I wouldn't be able to join them. But anyway, it was fun, and um, I look forward to joining their show on Sunday. So, um, yes, I know I'm podcasting again, and I I say that because every time I podcast, I say, oh, I'm going to do better at podcasting, but I don't think I've, yeah, I haven't podcasted since June 25th, and today's July 11th, so what is that, three weeks? Well, you know, I always have the best of intentions when I sit, you know, when I'm thinking of podcasting and stuff, I I keep a list of things I want to talk about, but last week truly was like a, a, not a difficult week, but a, a busy week that just kept me from sitting down and doing it. The first thing was that my father was in the hospital. I know I've talked about my father many times before, but last week he went to the hospital for three days and he had uh, 1.6 liters of fluid drained from his lungs and he had like um, uh, uh, he has a hernia and they were checking the hernia and so and he had um, you know not to say it but he had uh, not explosive diarrhea but consistent diarrhea or per- persistent diarrhea. <laughs> Anyway, he's fine now. He's back back at the uh, assisted living facility, and he's fine now. But um, for a quick second, I, I thought about taking a quick trip down to Charlottesville and um, you know visit him and all. But then I you know said this is this is my sister's thing, and I'm going to let her do it her way, and I'm not going to um, get into the decision making because I already I already uh, made my peace with um, my sister. I don't did I discuss this? I don't even remember. But I. Um, I'm trying to think. How much have I told you? Well, my father is in the independent care part of, a, of an assisted living facility, which means he's supposed to be able to take care of himself for like 98% of the time. And he only has um, access to the dining room for breakfast and dinner. and Or, you know, he could go to all three, but he only goes to breakfast and dinner. And then um, I guess... They only check on him if they don't see him during the day or something like that. Well, when I visited him a month ago, uh, I think it was almost exactly a month ago, I told my sister and the rest of my brothers and sisters that 
I thought that he needed to be in the assisted part of the assisted living facility where he would they would come in every day and check on him and make sure that he's taking care of himself and bathing and all that kind of stuff because he has gotten to the point where he just doesn't care about doing anything. He won't brush his teeth. He won't change his clothes. He won't take a shower. He just sits in a chair. And so I, you know, I visited him for, I think it was three days. And then I wrote a big, long email to all my um, brothers and sisters and said, this is the way I feel about it. And I had two of my brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters who agreed with me, but my oldest sister who is in charge of all of his care and his finances and all of that kind of stuff. And she also happens to live down there is the one in charge and she doesn't think that he needs to go to the next level of care. So I'm, I'm like, okay, fine. If you're not going to you know, do anything about it, then I'm, I wash my hands of it and just let me know if you need me to come and take him to a doctor's appointment or whatever. Other than that, I don't have any plans to return to Charlottesville. So, um, I think my sister was really upset about that, but you know, I don't, I don't really care. So anyway, my hope, the point of this whole thing was that I, was feeling like maybe I should go visit him last week, but um, I ended up not going to visit him. But it was like a stressful back and forth email concern, you know, checking up with, on text messages and getting updates and stuff like that from my sister. Um, so I was just not, I was a little bit out of it last week until he got out of the hospital, which was on Friday. But um, also last week, my husband went away on his um, yearly family vacation. I'm sure I have told this story before, but every year my husband's family uh, rents a beach house on Dolphin Island in off the Alabama coast. And they spend a week at the beach. The whole family does. Um, and they invite me every year and, and I appreciate their invitation, but I do not like the beach. I do not like the heat. I don't like the sand and I don't like the dirty ocean water. So I would I would not be happy at the beach. So every year I just stay home and say, you know, I'm not going to go. Um, so anyway, on Thursday, I took him to the airport. And then on Saturday, he and his family drove, I think it's like, I don't know, two and a half hours to the beach. And they're there until this coming Saturday. And then he'll come home next Tuesday. So um, that's where he is. And once he left, I decided, well, we already made this decision, that while he was gone, I was going to paint our kitchen. Our kitchen uh, was last painted only like five years ago, maybe. I think it was five years ago. Um, but they used the wrong finish of paint. You know how there's different finishes. You can get like a, a matte finish uh, or a flat finish. They're about the same. Then there's like, um, uh, what's it called? Well, the, the one that we got was called Pearl. But what's the middle, ver middle oh, eggshell. You have eggshell finish, and then you have semi-gloss. Well, they painted it back five years ago with flat paint. So everything sticks to the paint, sticks to the walls, and it's very hard to clean. And as you may or may not remember, my husband is a really amazing chef slash cook slash whatever. And he um, cooks a lot. And when you cook a lot, you have a lot of greases flying. So there's lots of... Um, caked on grease all over our kitchen and I and it was just it was time to, to one clean the walls really well and to get a coat of paint on the walls that you can actually clean you know clean the kitchen easier so I started on Friday by um, well when we went to the paint store when my husband was here last week I think it was Monday or Tuesday we went to the paint store and I got this special um, 
cleaning stuff that you use that that um, degreases uh, surfaces in your in your house. You can you can use it on, on lots of things, but I use it on the walls, and it's just this little um, crystals like you mix up with water. And you can wa- wash the walls. And if the box says you can just let it dry on the walls and um, you don't have to rinse it off, which is, I, I, would li- I liked that very much. So basically on Friday, I spent the time taking, the pit- taking all the stuff out of the kitchen and washing the walls. And those walls were filthy. I mean, because, um, you know, we do clean the house, you know, really good cleaning once a year. But it's very hard to get the grease off the walls and this... this uh, Stuff that I got really did a good job of cleaning the walls. So I washed the entire kitchen. And then on Saturday, I started with by taping off the um, trim and the ceiling because the, both the ceiling and the trim needed to be painted. And for that, we got a gallon of um, ultra-white uh, high-gloss or maybe it's semi-gloss. But it looks, it looks like it's high-gloss, but maybe it's semi-gloss paint. And because I think that the trim on everything and the doors and the ceilings should be a really, really stark white, 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 white. And that's what we got. So after I taped everything off around the trim so that it wouldn't get on the tile floor or on the walls, then I painted all the trim and I painted the ceiling. And let me tell you, painting a ceiling is not easy. Um, and this, this is actually going to be the last ceiling that I ever paint because I'm not doing that again. But anyway, after I got the paint, uh, the ceiling paint, excuse me, I keep burping. I'm like Big Fatty. Anyway, um, I after I got the ceilings painted, that paint takes a little bit longer to um, set and to dry. So I waited a, a solid 24 hours before I started the color. So I didn't start the color until Sunday. And I started with the um, taping off the trim so that the uh, color wouldn't, you know, wouldn't get the color on the uh, white ceiling or the trim. Then I painted the, um, you know, I, I edged the all around the edges, and then I painted the field, as you know, as you say. And we used the exact same color that we had before because we had the can from five years ago, and we just took the can to the paint store, and they, they mixed up the exact same formula, but with a different um, finish. So now, um, so then that was on Sunday, and then on Monday I finished, I painted one more coat of paint in the field area, and then let that dry, and then I started putting everything back into the kitchen. And by Monday evening, I guess it was, everything was done, and I had the kitchen finished. So I was very happy with that, but it took, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days to paint the kitchen. (laughs) And it's just a good thing that my husband was not here, because I had stuff sitting all over the house. If I took out, um, you know, the vacuum cleaner to vacuum, I left the vacuum cleaner out. I didn't put it away right away until um, on Monday when I got everything done. But now the kitchen looks really nice. It is crisp and clean. Every surface, every wall, everything is absolutely clean, ready for my husband to come home and grease it up again. (laughs) So now we also have plans to paint the dining room and the living room and the foyer, but I don't think I'm going to do those anytime soon. I think I'll wait until my husband goes back to work um, in the fall. So most of my time, you know, of course, going back to my original topic of why I didn't wasn't podcasting is that I've been busy doing all these things, but now I'm back to podcasting. And um, yeah, so then um, that was Monday. Then on Tuesday, oops, I just dropped the thing on my desk. On Tuesday, I, um, you know, I belong to this group of retired 
um, gay guys who get together and do things. Well, yesterday I got to um, be, uh, the title of the meetup was Fly on the Wall, and it was for a photo shoot. You know, I'm interested in photography, of course, and one of the people in the group is a professional photographer who does um, portraits and families and all this kind of stuff. Well, he was having a um, a model come over to do some uh uh, photo shoot and he invited well you could do it through the meetup group um, you could basically sit and watch how he does his photography and you can ask questions and suggest poses and all that kind of stuff so um, it was pretty interesting because this guy has a lot he has a studio like you, literally with lights and the whole um, a wall of those colored canvases and stuff and um, all these props and all this. I mean, he's, it's a professional studio. So basically, we all kind of sat around while he was doing this photo shoot. And I, was, I, you know, I think I was the only one asking photography questions. But um, like, what kind of camera is he using? And I was noticing that he was shooting all of his pictures vertically and not horizontally. And why was he choosing that? And um, like, he, he chose a lens that was um, a 70 to 200 millimeter lens. It's like those big, long, gray Canon lenses, and I have a 70 to 300, the, the one that I use for my bird photography, and it gets you um, really close up. But he would like, like the studio was probably, I don't know, uh, maybe 16 by 16 or 18 by 18, it's like a, basically a square. And he would have the model posed in the front, and then he would stand way back with this lens in the back of the studio to take the picture. And I'm like, that's that kind of like defeats the purpose. Why don't you just? choose a different lens and get up closer to the model but he said no i like this lens i, I use this i always use this lens so i'm just gonna you know keep using this lens and i'm like that you know that's cool i think i guess everybody every photographer has their different uh, methods and equipment that they like to use but i was really envious of the light setup he had um like lights mounted on the ceiling almost like for like a, a production like a play or a musical or whatever he had all these lights that are mounted on the ceiling then he had all these big um umbrella like lights and they were strobe lights so they were um coordinated with his camera so that they would flash when he took the picture so because the way he had the room set up it was actually pretty dark in there and he had just these um i don't i wouldn't call them mood lights but they were like to light certain parts like he wanted to have for when he was doing the portrait parts he wanted to have one side of his the guy's face um, lit so he put the light on the one side and then everything else was dark and then so that when he took the picture it only um, lit up on one side of his face and the pictures actually you know turned out beautiful um you know so so anyway i i there was like nobody else was asking questions i think i was the only one asking questions and you know getting ideas for poses and stuff um so i i enjoyed that so that was tuesday and then today i was so glad finally I um, joined a friend of mine, and we went to the National Portrait Gallery to finally see Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's portraits. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them the, in the news and stuff if you haven't actually seen them yourself at the National Portrait Gallery down in D.C. Um, but the, the um, Barack Obama portrait is of him sitting on a chair in like this leafy green background with all these different kinds of flowers around him. And... Uh, after you know talking with my friend and reading the little thing it turns out that all the flowers that are around him are flowers native to the different places that he's lived in his entire life 
And I thought that was really cool. And um, the portrait is huge. It's like, I don't know, like six feet by eight feet. Or maybe it's not quite that big. Maybe it's four by six feet. But it's it just seems like a huge portrait to me. And luckily I, that, that I went today, there was, during the week, there isn't as many people there. So I could stand literally right in front of the portrait and take a picture. And I will post that on the um, website with the podcast. And maybe I'll even put it on Instagram. I put it on my other Instagram for those of you who follow both my Instagrams. But um, maybe I'll put it on the Archer Radio Instagram. But anyway, it was really cool to see it. And, you know, It was in the part of the gallery where all of the president's portraits are. And, they, and these aren't the official portraits because those are done. And I really believe they're kept at the White House or hung in the White House or maybe even, yeah, I think in the White House. And that, so that his portrait is in that like gallery of um, presidential portraits. And then Michelle Obama is um, on the third floor in the, um, well, no, I guess it's not a, it's specifically a woman's um, portrait, but there was a lot of women uh, paintings in there. Like um, they had Toni Morrison in there. And uh, I can't think of that lady's name, uh, another black lady. I can't think of her name. Anyway, um, so, but when you walk in the door, Michelle Obama's portrait is like front and center. And I think it's even larger than Barack Obama's portrait. But it's not as, um, to me at least, it's not as realistic as the Obama portrait. And I say that because the um, color that the artist chose for her skin color was more gray. It wasn't really a brown color. Um, and then the, the background is like this light blue. And then the dress is like, uh, you know, over the top huge dress that she's wearing. So I don't think it was quite as realistic as... Um, Barack Obama's portrait, and even his is not really all that realistic, but it's it. His looks like a photograph that has been painted. It's it's that that level of detail, I think. So um, we hung around and took pictures of those, and then we walked a little bit around the other the rest of the gallery. And um, you know, I got as I put on Facebook, I got a little bit emotional um, standing in front of the Barack Obama portrait and thinking about um, you know the the situation we're in now with Trump in office and how much I miss Barack Obama being the president. You know, the especially today when Trump got up in the middle of the breakfast at the um, NATO meeting and was berating Germany for, um, you know, getting their natural gas from Russia. Well, it turns out that it's, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a, uh, a not quite a lie, but a, a mistruth or a half truth because Germany does get um, 20% of their um, natural gas from Russia. I'm not. I'm sorry, not 20%. They do get their natural gas from Russia, but uh, Germany's entire use of natural gas is only about 20% of the entire um, energy use of, of Germany. So he's kind of like stretching the truth there. So um, anyway, but it was just embarrassing. And anyway, seeing the portrait just reminded me of... of of how respected Obama was in the world and, and how our country, you know, had a standing in the world and now we're laughed at and um, we're embarrassed by him. So anyway, I, I just got, you know, for a quick second, I got a little emotional and I didn't cry or anything, but it just, you know, made me think in my head like, oh God, I wish we were back in the Obama years and I'm done with this fucking Trump. So anyway, I got to stop talking about that. I'm trying not to talk so much about Trump. But anyway, so that is pretty much where I am. And um, I'm back to podcasting. So, And I'm thinking um, I'm going to try to podcast on Monday before my husband comes home. Because I, I think I mentioned this before that I prefer to podcast when he's not around. 
But I would like to um, invite everyone who's listening, and especially if you are a big brother uh, watcher, to come to the um, Pride 48 chat room on Sunday. I think it's going to be at 930 at night and um, and uh, listen to Big Fatty and Adam, the geeky gay and myself talk about and recap the um, episode or the week of Big Brother because I think it'll be fun. Um, there were only like two of us in the chat room last week. So if you like Big Brother and, you know, you want to hear us talk about it. So come and join uh, the chat room at on Pride 48 on Sunday at I think it's 930 and I'll be there talking. All right, so that's all I have for today. So hopefully I will podcast again on Monday. So until next time, bye.